This is the Territory Story Podcast News Bites. Thanks to Opie Dennis Digital Marketing, your local digital marketing agency. Hello there. Welcome to you wherever you're listening. This is the Territory Story Podcast, the News Bites, the snapshot of what's happening in news as we speak before we get to the weekend edition. Let's quickly get to the lair that is the NT Independent online newspaper and speak with the editor, Chris Walsh. G'day, Chris. Hey, Pete, you, you didn't tell people that that was you. You sound different. They're probably confused. Uh, yeah. It is you. I can attest yes, to yes. that. All. <laughs> I'm not using chat GPT to dial in and use a <laughs> sound alike. It's just that I uh, picked up one of those little head colds that you just love this time of year. And uh, yeah, sounding a little different to normal, but it is actually me, I promise. <laughs> yeah. What's happening in the news, Chris? Uh, yeah, well, another kind of crazy week here, but uh, kind of kicked off on Friday from where we left off. Uh, well, we know now we heard on Friday morning that this was happening, that this that the AFLNT was looking at removing the name, calling Gwyn's name from the Best and Fairest Medal. Now, it's been called the, the Gwyn Medal since 2016. Uh, they did it to honor her and her uh, commitment, I guess, to football in the territory. But of course, following those uh, racist comments that were aired during her now aborted criminal trial, uh, it looked like that was untenable for that to continue. Um, the AFLNT did meet on Friday, we were told. Now, this kind of kicked off in the morning on ABC Radio on Friday morning. Uh, they had their regular football talk segment featuring Charlie King and the AFLNT's community football manager, Lee Elder. So they, it had been raised then. Um, Lee Elder said that would be a discussion that they would have at the executive and board level. He said, I think it's appropriate, like anything like this, that discussions are had. And I know Charlie has referred that he will be chatting to representatives of AFLNT. Charlie King confirmed he would be bringing the issue up with the league. He said, I just want to say that there is no room for racism in sport anywhere. I'm just so tired of a lifetime having to sit here and try and explain my way through what happens with racism in sport. It's hurtful and it's unacceptable. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think we talked about it the other day, Chris. I'm not sure if it was while we were recording or afterwards, but uh, you know, we used to have this um, little rhyme that we used to tell kids about sticks and stones. Yeah. And, um, you know, maybe it was a good way of parents sort of trying to cover up what was happening and trying to talk their kids through it. But the reality is that words do hurt and, mm. you know, whether they're written or spoken or however it is, um, yeah, uh, to be honest, um, like I said last week, innocence or guilt with regard to whatever was going on, that's that's not the issue. But I don't think you can be saying those things in this day and age and then expect to, to hold those yeah. sort of positions. Yeah, exactly. Not in those roles, uh, like Children's Commissioner, where, where we said, you know, unfortunately, most of the children that she deals with are Aboriginal children and her making yeah. these racist comments. It makes that position untenable. Um, just her as the Children's Commissioner, but now to, to go back into this, that, uh, the AFLNT. Now, you know, we, we called Charlie, we talked to Charlie, and Charlie's, you know, a well respected man in the community, of course, and, 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 and football you know, icon. And he had, uh, he had said, look, this was something really that the, the Colleen needs to do herself. She knows that she's, she's done wrong here by saying these comments. And of course, remember she was referring to, um, Nicole Hux, the now acting children's commissioner back when she had complained about not getting the job, blah, blah, blah. And all that went on. Um, 
but he said, look, Colleen needs to kind of step forward and do this herself, uh, knowing that it's wrong. But of course, that didn't happen. So we were reporting the story that AFLNT was considering this. And then I think sometime late on Friday, they actually did just pass it, but they did it at the board level. Now you ask yourself why, right? Now, Colleen Wynn put out a statement here, and I'll read some of that. She said, she did say that she, um, well, look, you got another issue here first that we should raise, and we'll get into it more later. But uh, uh, Sean Bowden, uh, AFLNT chairman, now he was actually on the legal team, on Colleen Quinn's legal team. So that makes it a little messier. And so he said in a statement to ABC that he, uh, had recused, quote, himself from the decision by the board. Recused right. himself from the decision. Don't know if he recused himself for the discussion. Anyway, Gwen uh, told the NT Independent in a statement that she was, quote, ashamed of the comments and had offered a public apology after a case was thrown out on Tuesday. I am ashamed of the comments I made and apologize to anyone who has been offended by them. She said in the statement, at the time, I was under enormous pressure and stress. I understand the hurt such comments cause, and that is entirely understandable. I've dedicated much of my life to working with First Nations people, and I'm devastated that this may overshadow the work I've done. So she said then, too, I've spoken to AFLNT, and if they decide to rename the award, I will accept and support that decision. Now, that is the decision that they made later in the day. And it is interesting to know why she wouldn't have. Now, these are kind of petty excuses. In my opinion, about I was under enormous pressure and stress at the time. Mm. So she uttered these comments that were hugely offensive for an Aboriginal woman um, to describe an Aboriginal woman. And, you know, you got to ask yourself why she didn't just do that herself and take her name out of that. Well, and I put it to you that, you know, we know and the Australians reported that uh, that she's currently kind of mulling her legal options for what's going to happen now that this failed criminal trial happened and this stuff has come out. Now you'd be looking at damages and things like that, reputational damage. Um, And this looks like something she can add to that list by not taking her name off of it herself. Right. She can then turn around and say, Oh, look what even the AFL and T did this to me. Right. I don't, I, you know, that, that, that's a whole other level of integrity there or a lack of integrity. Um, anyway, look, that's my opinion on that. I think she should have done the right thing. She knows what she said was inappropriate, wrong and offensive and hurtful as she acknowledged, but yet she didn't move to have her own name taken off. Mm. Anyway, that's, uh, what's going on there, but there's going to be more, of course, coming out on all of that. And plus, look, the question still hasn't been answered, Pete. Does she get to go back to her job and the government still hasn't put that out yet? So we'll see, but we should have more on that soon. Interesting. We'll talk more about that on the weekend. What else is happening, Chris? Yeah, well, you might have seen that the uh, president of the CLP, your old mate Lawson Brock, yeah, yeah, he pulled the pin. He's out. He's taking the high road as he sees it. Only a guy who's been involved in the CLP for a long time would think that this is the high road. But uh, anyway, that's what he's doing. He says that um, he he's now resigned as president of the party, albeit he was in it for two months. Uh, but he's resigned and spectacularly quit the country liberal party just days out from the crucial by-election in Arafura. Mm-hmm. And now he's yeah. done this over the rank and file's decision last month to oppose the indigenous voice to parliament, claiming the party's position could be quote, interpreted as racist for not yeah. supporting the voice. Now this is something that happened in February. So it's strange that this guy now comes out uh, days before the by-election to say that he's quitting the party and that they're a bunch of racists. Yeah. Um, and plus, look, as president, you know this, that uh, when you're president of the party, you know what these motions are that are coming up at Central Council. Now, this passed at Central Council in February. 
he would have known. And actually, I've seen something of it was back in September. They were talking about this. Right. October putting these motions together. So this isn't a shock to him. He's acting like and then he said he was on, quote unquote, personal leave or something. It turns out he's been gone for four months. So he was only ever actually in the role as president, I think, maybe eight weeks. He then right. took personal and quote, quote unquote, personal and professional leave. Um, and now he's come back and he's quit the party and he's made this public statement. Uh, now, again, this this whole issue has caused a lot of infighting. There were contradictory press releases being sent out by unnamed party operatives in recent weeks, one appearing to be walking back the party's position that opposes the voice, uh, as well as changes the party's Facebook page to muddle their position. So the, the rank and file don't want to support it, and they're back in Jacinta Price and no vote on, on the voice to Parliament. But meanwhile, the, the, the parliamentary wing of the party are more sitting on the fence saying, well, we don't really know. We want more information. We think it's not really up to politicians to have a side on this <laughs> political leaders policy. Anyway, um, they just don't want to go anywhere near it because they're thinking it's going to be electoral poison for them, out, and especially a, 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 an electorate like Arafura. Now, if you yeah. talk to a guy like Yingi Aguila, who's saying out there, no one's talking about in his electorate there, Malka which is, uh, uh, you know, up known boy. He says, nobody's yeah. talking about this. We're talking about treaty first and then voice. So, you know, but it, but it does seem to be something that's become this issue that, uh, that has divided the country liberal party. And a lot of them are afraid as it appears, uh, loss and broad is that to take this to, to an election is it's not going to be good for them. There's yeah, no my, position only two, on them. my only two comments about it are that it, it seems that the, uh, liberal party nationwide, uh, is really confused about what to do with it, um, mm -hmm. and and that sort of uh, is highlighted in that. As far as Lawson Broad's concerned, I read it and went, yeah. Well, given his background, I'm not surprised. The the bits and pieces that you mentioned about that, you know, he wouldn't have found out about it this week. Um, I take that on board yeah. as well. But given his background, I'm I'm sure that he would only want the best for Indigenous people. Yeah, well, look, yeah, that, that could be his thing now. That could be what he's saying now. There's other political, there's other political things at play here. And one, that, that this is like their third president in a year for the yeah. party, so the party's in some trouble here. But secondly, does he quit? Does he quit after the Arafira by-election next week when uh, it would look like he's quitting because something's seriously wrong there? But there's still going to be questions that the party's disunited and. Um, and that yeah. there are issues in there, but, but it would go back and put pressure on Finocchiaro, Leo Finocchiaro, more so if maybe he quit last year. So maybe this was done in, in you know, in codes with her that they've discussed this. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But I know that the chief minister wasted no time using this as political ammunition, attacking Finocchiaro's <laughs> uh, leadership on Monday, uh, suggesting her remaining in the role was untenable. Her lack of leadership on this issue is extremely concerning, and the CLP need to look at her position. She told wow. the ABC this week, you can't sit on the fence on these issues. Uh, yeah. So, And we know that, that Labour was using that to, to wedge the party last sittings. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they've got what they wanted here. CLP is looking uh, not united and uh, looking like they do have some issues. And why it go that that you know, just days before a by-election to call them racist is not going to help the party at all. That's for sure. No. Does it help Leah's leadership? I don't know. I mean, they're they're already kind of distancing themselves, saying, "Well, you can't really tell what's going to happen in a Bush electorate yeah. seat." But you know, the party then came out and just said that uh, Sean Enan. 
uh, electrician down there in Alice. Who, I think he was, well, he was acting president and has been for the last four months while Lawson was away on personal leave. So he's yeah, now right. president until they sort that out. So it's just, it's just, they just can't get their shit together though. That's just the problem with the CLP right now. They're in opposition. Yeah, I was going to say, you're sure it doesn't take the resignation of another party president to tell us that they're uh, got some problems at the CLP. Yeah. Uh, as we said on the the uh, weekend edition a couple of weeks ago, the, the, their five point plan for Fannie Bay told us there was major issues at the uh, at the uh, <laughs> the political party level. But anyway, yeah, where they were becoming a little um a little more red, weren't they? A little more yeah. labor. <laughs> Correct. Using labor's policies against them. Yeah. Well. We'll talk more about that on weekends. And Chris, uh, it's funny that you mentioned personal leave in that story because I think personal leave might be the uh, feature of your next story as well. <laughs> oh, you want to go there? Okay, well, we'll talk about, um, uh, yes, now we've been covering this for a long time, but it appears that the Barclay uh, CEO for Barclay Regional Council, Emma Bradbury, has uh, finally officially unexplained um <laughs> unexplainedly uh resigned um officially yeah. uh now this of course comes yeah council has said that, that emma bradbury's resigned uh with a statement praising her leadership despite the still unresolved serious allegations of bullying and harassment during her time in the top job and offering no reason for her departure so uh and how long yeah. was she on leave for Oh, it was unlimited, remember? They said she was doing such an awesome job that she yeah. could go as long as she wanted and Take everything was great. Time. Meanwhile, the mayor's up on drug charges, drug driving <laughs> charges. Twice. Growing or something. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, there's just, there's, it's just complete craziness down there in, in the Barclay Regional Council in Tennant Creek. So, yeah, and he, look, you had a lot of staff there. Now, she was only appointed to the role in late January of last year. Yeah. Uh, and then descended into chaos during her time with many in senior roles leaving, including uh, most of those responsible for council services and remote communities. So they had the flood of resignation amid Flood of resignations amid allegations of bullying, harassment, and mismanagement. Of course, uh, Jeff McLaughlin, the mayor, and Emma Bradbury, the CEO, and then said the complaints were the venting of a small group of disgruntled ex-employees, which I think turned out to be a pretty big group. <laughs> and at one point, at some point, you got to say, is it me or is it everybody else? And it looks <laughs> like she's finally come yeah. to that conclusion that it's her and she's resigned. Yeah. But of course, they're still going to pretend she did an awesome job in less than a year. <laughs> Half the staff had left or more. Well, and it was I, life changing for some, Chris. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yep. So we're going to have more on that here, too. I think Woody's gone into some detail here about some of the things that were going on there. So, yeah, anyway, that's it, it still doesn't close the, the ongoing chaos and saga that is the Barclay Council because, of course, it's reports to be finalized and things to go through. And of course they have special people kind of overseeing the day-to-day -day operations now because they completely blew it like Palmerston council years yeah. ago. So, um, yeah, so we'll see what happens on there, but it's crazy. And, uh, yeah, I'm not going to get any better anytime soon. All right. Well, I look forward to talking to you on the weekends with Walsh about it. I know you're busy and working on some potentially breaking news, so I'll let you go. Yeah, good, Pete. And we, we also, yeah, we're going to talk a bit more, too, about the DPP here. And he has actually finally made a statement, our friend oh, Lloyd Babb, yeah. in reference to the Gwyn matter. But uh, maybe doesn't really go far enough, and there should be more coming on that. 
So yeah, we'll we'll have lots to talk about when we see you next I look time. forward to it and the many glamorous and creative names that I hear whenever you mention those stories. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Pete. We'll see you soon. That was Chris Walsh from the MT Independent Online Newspaper. Weekends with Walsh. You'll be back on the weekend. You can catch that around 7 a.m. Saturday morning. We'll catch you again next week with the weekend edition News Bites. That was the Territory Story News Bites for this week. Thanks to Opie Dennis Digital Marketing, your local digital marketing agency.